We hope you enjoy listening to Once in a Blue Midnight podcast. Your host is Rachel Lawson, poet and author, the writer of the works you shall hear in this podcast. Out of time. It's dark tonight. I hope we aren't seen. man said to his partner in crime, it's like the old days. We climb in a window and pray we don't get caught, said the thief, who was known as the chameleon, to his partner, the cat, as they stealthily walked through the garden of their mark. The room is the third window on the second story, said the cat, examining the building. The chameleon tested the strength with the lattice leading to it, going up the wall. This should work, I'm surprised people are so careless. With security, the chameleon said, laughing. They climbed up the lattice, trying not to be pricked by the fawns of the rose that climbed up as, as well. The alarm's off, or it should be. But I'll disable it, said the chameleon. He cut the alarm wire and jimmied the window till it opened. They climbed in the room and looked about it. The safe is behind that painting, said the chameleon, pointing at the only picture in the room. Okay. We will do the work, you or me, asked the cat who is as skilled a cracksman as the chameleon. It's my turn, you did the last job, said the chameleon, who walked over to the picture, removing it, handing it to the cat to put down. The chameleon put his ear to the safe and cracked the lock and opened the door, removing it the contents out of the safe, putting it in a backpack on the cat's back. Got it, let's go, said the chameleon. The next day, the police were swarming around the house. Hey, night, what happened here? The police sergeant asked. A robbery, said Blake, the coroner who helped the police out on other cases. I know, Midnight, said Sergeant Xander Drax, frowning. Do we have any idea how it was done? And ideas who they were? Or why they were here? They were copycats, said Blake who was otherwise known as the superhero Blue Midnight. Copycats, said the sergeant. Well, who? The cat and the chameleon, Blake said. What, they must be old, said the sergeant. Not old, dead, Blake said. That's why I say copycats. How do we know they were copycats? The sergeant asked. The CCTV caught the robbery 
They were young men, in their twenties. One was dressed as the cat, the burglar the cat. His partner was dressed as the chameleon, the jaw thief, and safecracker, said Blake. My magician's assistant, Max, is the original chameleon's grandson and protégé. He should be on the case. Yes, said the sergeant. I'll call him here, said Blake, who then shouted, Max, we need you. Out of thin air appeared a dishevelled man holding a toothbrush in his PJs. What do you want, Blake? asked the man. Get dressed, Max. You are a mess, said Blake to the man. Right, said Max, who waved his arm and appeared. Well-groomed in a suit, Blake looked at him oddly. What, Blake? Max asked. Toothbrush, Blake said. Max saw he was still holding his toothbrush. It disappeared. Why did you call me here? I was brushing my teeth. Max said. We need your help on a case, said the sergeant. What sort of case? Murder? asked Max. No, robbery. This place was robbed by a ghost from the past. Actually, your past, said Blake. What? Max said. The cat and the chameleon. Can't be. Grandad is dead. And so is Uncle Mike, said Max. I know, Blake said. Someone dressed up as them and robbed the place said the sergeant. Why would they get copycats? asked Max. We don't know, said Blake. What did they take? asked Max. Money, jewellery and papers. Blake said. What papers? asked Max. Business papers said the owner of the house, who was standing with them. What were they? asked Max. Mostly IOUs. I'm a money lender, said the owner. Max looked at him and felt a sudden disgust. The owner of the house looked like a pen pusher. Judging already, Max? Blake said in Max's mind. Sorry, Max said in Blake's mind. From what I've read... He's more of a bureaucrat than you take me for, Blake said. In Max's mind, are Grandad and Uncle Mike still in the other world? Asked Max. In Blake's mind? Yes, said Blake. Also knows Mortimer, King of the Grim Reapers. In Max's mind? You two talking in telepathy again? asked the sergeant. Oh, I forgot you were there, Uncle Si, said Blake to the sergeant. Did someone see them? asked Max. Blake showed him a video on his work tablet. What is it, Max? Seeing his friend's eyes widen, 
I know them, said Max. Who are they? asked Blake. Michael and Maximilian Black, said Max. What the? said the sergeant. Are they related to you? Blake asked. Yes, Max said. They shouldn't be here. What do you mean? asked Blake. I saw photos of Grandad and Uncle Mike in the past. That is them down to the voices, said Max. I just figured out the case, snapped Blake, frowning. I dimension away a man was watching them in a magic pond. He gulped and said, oh no, he was watching them. Tempest, have you been messing with history again? He said in the pond. Tempest stepped out of a dark swirling vortex in the room with Blake and the others nervously. Who is he, your brother? asked the house's owner. Because there was a family resemblance between Tempest and Blake. No, my meddling son, the Lord of Time. The timekeeper Tempest. The man behind this crime, Blake said. I see what he did, Blake, said Max, realising what happened. What did he do? asked the homeowner. He took the young thieves from the past to rob you, said Blake. What? That's impossible, laughed the homeowner, thinking it was a joke. Not for him. He was in the tunnels of time, said Blake. I want to meet them, said Blake, pleading. You'll meet them later, said Tempest. How? Not in the afterlife. I'll not go there. You know I'm a vampire, Max said. Spoilers, said Tempest. Why did you bring them here? And turn off the alarm, Blake asked. I wanted to stop a blackmailer, said Tempest. A what? asked the sergeant, looking at the homeowner. He was trying to look calm. Who was being blackmailed, and how? asked Blake. Mr Harvey's debtors, said Tempest. How? asked Max. I can't go there, as it will ruin the lives of many people, said Tempest. Why? They were only IOUs, said the sergeant. Not all of them. He had people watched and got dirt on his clients and extorted money from them, said Tempest. Where are the papers and things taken? asked Blake. Maxim and Michael fenced the things in the past, said Tempest. The papers I burned. There are some things nobody should know. We have no evidence, said the sergeant. You have me, said Tempest. Are you giving in to the police? 
said Blake. No, I was a victim, said Tempest. You took out a loan from him? Max asked. No, he was blackmailing me, said Tempest. Why? said the sergeant. I killed a man, Mum's killer. He found out and has been blackmailing me since he found out, said Tempest. What did he want from you? said Blake. For me to get dirt on people, said Tempest. To blackmail people, said Tempest nodded. I had to get back and destroy the letters I sent him, said Tempest. So I enlisted some friends from the past to take them for me. The homeowner was thinking he shouldn't have reported the theft. You're probably right, mate, said Blake aloud, after reading his mind. Arrest him, said the sergeant. The policeman grabbed Tempest, who looked sorry for what he had done, and didn't fight. Not him, he's the victim, said the sergeant. Arrest Mr Harvey, he's the criminal. The police released Tempest, and the handcuffs on Tempest's wrists fell off. What the, the policeman said, picking up the cuffs and unlocked them to put them on Mr Harvey? He admitted to murder, and you arrest me? Why? said Mr. Harvey. I know his story. He did it to save a life, said the sergeant, who looked at Blake knowingly. Blake looked confused. I know who you are, Mortimer, said the sergeant, in Blake's mind. Mortimer? Blake said aloud, looking like a sunfish, recovering. He dematerialized. Who is Mortimer? said Mr. Harvey, hearing Blake. You'll meet him later, said Tempest. The sergeant and Max laughed. Who is he? asked Mr. Harvey, being led away. Scared and confused, the sergeant said. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you want to listen to more of my stories and poems, come back later to Once in a Blue Midnight podcast anytime.